Who said, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade? Well, they were wrong. Welcome to the Take Aim Podcast, where we discuss how to take those lemons life gives you and throw them right back. If you are ready to change your thought process, take risks, and deliver a new you, then you are ready to take aim. Now, here is your host and number one change agent, Karenda Dion. Good evening, family, and welcome to the Take Aim Podcast. This is your girl, Corinda Dion, your number one change agent. You all know, you you already know I'm going to say that every time you join in with me because I am dedicated and committed that we live life on the promise of impact. And so I am excited that you have joined in tonight. We have such a special show in store for you. So I'm glad that you are settled. It's 8 p.m. on a Thursday evening and you are ready to go. You are ready to be motivated. You are ready, most importantly, to take aim because that's what we do here on the Take Aim podcast. Remember, when life gives you lemons, we do not under any circumstances make lemonade, but we take aim. So if you are ready to change your thought process, if you are ready to take risk, if you are ready to deliver a new you, oh, sir, (laughs) ma'am, you are absolutely ready to take aim. And I'm so glad that you have tuned in tonight and you can find the Take Aim podcast on Spotify, on Anchor FM, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We've covered all bases. You can find us there every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here's the great part. Can I tell you the great part? (laughs) The great part is that anytime you need to be empowered, impacted, motivated, inspired, you can always go back to any previous podcast that we have done here at the Take Game table and be inspired. So there is no excuse. But as I tell you, it is difficult to be motivated if you are distracted. So please, let's not have any distractions in our time together because this show tonight is is going to be life changing. I know it and I believe it. So listen, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And you can find more information about your number one change agent at CorindaDion.com. Now, how many of you have uh, visited the new website? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can feel your energy. Uh-huh. I hope that you have. We have launched a new website. I am absolutely proud of the finished product and we will continue to tweak things throughout, but be sure to go to CorindaDion.com. There are some great things and initiatives that we're doing and I want you to be a part. I want you to be a part. It's so important that we do this thing together because you're not in this by yourself. You are not in this by yourself, but we are going to take aim together. Now, listen, all of this, this entire month, 
I have been sharing with you that this in this month of May, as we celebrate mothers, I am dedicated in bringing to the Take Aim table mothers who have been important, impactful, encouraging, and have shown their unconditional love towards me in my good days and in my challenging days. The mothers that I am bringing to the table are so near and dear to my heart that I wanted to share them, share their life, share their story, share their testimony, share their heart with you this month because I just, I know when you hear them and when you get that connection, you're going to love them as much as I do. So last week we kicked it off with my mom, Beulah Smith. She was at the table and I'm telling you all, thank you so much for the feedback. I've heard some great, great things that you really enjoyed the show. Um, and I told you, she gave you a full Sunday school lesson. <laughs> So you all should be ready and prepared as Christian mothers, as single mothers, to be uh, prepared to, to do those things that will help uh, further your growth in motherhood and get you through some challenging times. And tonight, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Tonight at the table, I have my extended mother, my mom. I call her Mom A. She is so near and dear to me. And we have such a beautiful story. I, I really would say we have such a beautiful journey. And you will hear more about our journey as she comes to the table. But I am just, I am just so excited to have her at the table. Um, we have such a bond and a closeness. You know, I know at times when families, um, when they begin to grow and you begin to have extended families, some call them stepdads or stepmoms, uh, sometimes it can be challenging, but we're going to discuss that because we, our, our relationship has grown so past or has surpassed uh, any title of stepmom, you know, I don't even like saying that term. And so I'm just blessed. I am honored. She has an she has an extraordinary testimony, but I'm just so blessed and honored that after all that she has been through, um, after all that, uh, sh the challenges that she has had to overcome, she's still here. She's still beautiful. She's standing. She's gorgeous. She's radiant. And she's at the Take Aim table. So without further ado, Mom A, welcome to the Take Aim table. Thank you, daughter dear. Boy, I, I can't... Um close my lips. My smile is so wide. <laughs> what an introduction. Wow. And you know what? I mean it with every part of me. I mean it so, so much. And I am so glad that you uh, said yes to come to the table tonight. And, um, and I hope that you have your lemons ready tonight. Yes, ma'am. Most definitely. Absolutely. Yes. Because here at the Take Aim Podcast, we do not make lemonade. We take okay. aim. <laughs> so my, my mom, A, she is at the table tonight and she is ready to take aim. So mom, A, we're going to go ahead and dive in. And let me just say again, I celebrate you as a mother. I honor you as a mother. And I am just, I'm t I don't bring anyone just to the table. I am so, so blessed to have you a part of the table and a part of celebrating mothers for this month. Thank you, Corinne, and I'm blessed to be in your life. 
Oh, thank you. Okay, so let's dive into these wonderful questions we're gonna just talk about tonight. So, so Mame, what what have you enjoyed the most about motherhood? Well, as you know, your brother Evan, who is in heaven now watching the podcast from up above. Yes, he is. Just in terms of, of raising him and seeing his impact at his funeral, the church was... I guess the church seated a couple thousand and the church, as you know, was beyond capacity. There were people outside who couldn't get into the church and had to be turned away. Yeah. So just knowing that my impact as a mom made that kind of impact on him and he in turn was able to impact others. is just astounding. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I know Evan is just like, I know he's rejoicing. And I know he is so like happy right now. Um, just that we're sharing this moment together. And it was, and just the people, his coaches and those that even made remarks at his service. It was just, it was amazing how he just made that impact. Yes. And most people said it. They said it wasn't a funeral. It was like a, a service for a dignitary. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of blew me away. I would agree. He listen, I would absolutely agree with that. It was it was amazing. It really was amazing. So Mame, what what excited you the most and what scared you the most about motherhood? I don't know if there was anything that scared me, Corinda. I was determined to have a child if it was only one child, which it happened to be. And um, I was just so excited about having a child. There was no fear in it. I was just on a mission. So I guess I was on a mission from God to do this thing. And he was there with me because it took three tries to have Evan. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it took three tries. And um, you tell that story all the time. Like, you know, you were not going to quit. You were not going to give up. You believed that God was going to bless you with a child. And he did. And he did. An extraordinary child. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. His vision. Absolutely. And let me say, my brother Evan, oh my gosh. <laughs> Growing up, well, first of all, Mame, I know you I know you remember this. I know you remember every detail about Evan from birth uh, until his last day uh, here on earth. But um, I remember when he was first born, I was in school. Oh, oh no, not the glitter story. <laughs> yes. yes. So let me tell it real fast and you can add to it. But okay, so I had just uh, gotten my hair done. And, and at this point in my life, I was doing these very dramatic kind of hairstyles. And I think I had three French rolls. Do you all remember French rolls? <laughs> they were huge French rolls, right? And on each French roll going um, going like up towards from from the uh, from my hair to the top where it was styled, I had green glitter <laughs> in my hair. And so when yes, I you did. <laughs> so when I got to the hospital, I was so excited and I was holding Evan and before you knew it, he was full of glitter. <laughs> I don't I don't think you were happy with me that day. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so, so I had to share that story. That that is one we will never, never forget. So, so yeah. Mame, how did how did God 
prepare you to be a mom of a, of a blended family? Because as you know, of course, when you married my dad, um, it was myself and Kendrick. And um, I can't really speak for Kendrick, but I, I know I didn't really give you a, um, a smooth transition at first. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So no, no, no. You, you were a piece of work, Corinda. I was a piece of work. Lord have mercy. Piece of work. <laughs> but you were young. You were what, eight years old? Yeah, I was eight years old. I was eight so, years old. You know, I had to keep that in mind. You were a child. You didn't you didn't understand that your parents decided that they wanted to go different ways and you thought daddy was gonna be in your life forever. You didn't want anybody to take since you were daddy's girl, you didn't want anybody to take your daddy from you. Yeah. Yeah, you know I understand that, and I had to come to grips with that. And the fact that, like I said, you were a child, you were an adult. Why, why would I go in battle against a child? That's insane. Wow. So, I mean, I I thought to myself, and I said, you know, I just need to be a good mom. And the the old saying is, actions speak louder than words. That's true. So if I showed you that I was good for daddy, and you would accept me, and you kind of understood or over time would understand that I would also be good for you. It wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And that that's is so true. basically how it worked. I, I tried not to interfere when daddy corrected you and did his thing because he was your father. You weren't going to listen to me anyway. <laughs> you were too zoned into your mom. And right. I understand that. Like I said, you were a child and you know, you didn't know anything about having two moms. That was foreign to you. All you knew is you had one mom and she was the queen. She was the king, queen mother and that was it. So. Right. That's Just true. let it roll. Yeah. And do you uh <laughs> do you want to tell our listeners w- what I used to um make you do in the beginning? <laughs> oh, you yeah, you you really tried to push some buttons, Corinne. <laughs> but, but like I said, I had to remember, like I said, I was an adult and you were a child. Yeah, yeah. So and- uh we would go out, or the three of us would go out on a date. Corinda would sit in the front seat with dad, so mom A would have to sit in the back seat. Mm-hmm. If we were at a restaurant, she would almost sit on daddy's lap to sit next to daddy, so I couldn't sit in that space. <laughs> she, she was something. <laughs> but look, but, um, you know, I mean, you were a child, and, and that's, you know, you were a child. You were yeah. growing, you were learning, you had to get used to me. Yeah. So, I, you know, I didn't expect you to just open your arms and let me in. I had to prove myself. Wow. And hopefully over time, I have proved myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you to pieces. I will never let you ride in the back seat again. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's taking all this time. I finally get my uh, front seat passport. You get your front seat passport. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what you said is very encouraging, Mame, to to those mothers who are listening, who are part of a blended family. And maybe there has been some frustration there. Maybe there's been some tension. Um, And and if if I hear you correctly, you're saying, you know, be patient understand um that this is an adjustment for the child and for you um but but if you're genuine and you're consistent um that child will see that your heart is sincere that's true yeah that's yeah i guess it's almost the same thing like they call it a step family I'm like what a step yeah when i think of think of positively of steps i think of elevation and moving up mm. and i guess that's that's how I see the so-called stepmom as someone who will hopefully pick up where the other mom left off, off and keep things going. Positive, mm-hmm. supportive, being encouraging, and doing all those kinds of things. I, I don't, 
don't want to see it as a negative. Right. But I mean, and when you say family, the word family means a lot of different things. That's so true. I don't think you need to say the word blended family or step family. That differentiates it. Mm. It makes it stand out like it's something wrong with that kind of a family versus a quote unquote family. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. And I, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, because you know, what you say has power, has meaning. Um, so you have to be mindful because you, you, you want to create that unit, which is family and you want that consistency. So that's good. That's good. Mommy. Thank you, daughter. You taught me well. Listen, if you are just joining us, welcome to the Take Aim Podcast. And we have a very special guest at the table tonight. I have my mom, A, at the table. I'm so excited that she's here with us. And we are talking about motherhood. And all of all this month, we are celebrating mothers. And I told you that we're bringing mothers to the table. I am bringing mothers to the table who I just want to take an opportunity to honor and celebrate. So, Mom A, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about Evan. Um, what, what's, what's a funny or unforgettable moment about Evan that you would like to share? Well, you took the number one, the glitter. So I guess I have to find another example. Um, I know I got him dressed for his christening in his spanking white satin suit. I remember. All pristine and sharp. And what does my child do? Throw up all over the white suit. <laughs> I was too through. I remember. I, too, I think we were both crying at one point. <laughs> we were both crying. Because he threw up all over the white suit. I had worked so hard, sweating, trying to make sure everything was neat. His clothes were, you know, his diaper was on good. And the pants were pulled up. And his shirt was tucked in. His little bow tie was on. And he threw up on the white suit. <laughs> <laughs> I so remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Evan, 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 I tell you. <laughs> so, so Mame, what has been the hardest thing as a mother who has lost a child? Because and the and and I and I'm glad that that you are gonna take um, a chance to answer that because um, I recognize that there there are mothers who are listening. Um, who have lost a child. And so what has been the hardest thing for you? I guess, Corinna, the hardest thing is that you can never heal. I miss you. Mm-hmm. That's um, something that nobody can touch. And you always seeing remembrances. Mm. Like there's the progressive. I know everybody knows about the progressive insurance TV commercial with the lady Flo. Mm-hmm. She's, she's in the backyard or something. She says, Evan. And I'm like, oh. She does. She does. And you talk about dealing with grief. Mm-hmm. It seems that those types of events seem to be more noticeable or stand out more when you're going through grief. Wow. It's because, like, every time you turn around, there's a reference to my child's name mm-hmm. or something he did. Or something he's, or I'll be out in a meeting and somebody will say something that he said. And all I want to do is scream and run out the room. Wow. So you are always dealing with that battle of having to accept the fact that he's gone, that he's not coming back. Mm. But you have to try and, and reshape your thinking and realize that he is in a better place. 
yeah. especially right now with this coronavirus. He is definitely yeah. in Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Because we are in some crazy times right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, 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 Mame, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, we, we can unconsciously, um, do things or say things, you know, people will just be quick to say, oh, happy Mother's Day. And they mean well. And of course, when people say that, um, you, you know, their heart is, is in a good place. But how difficult is it um, to get through holidays like this? Because it's different for you. Oh, yes. It'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, like a saying I have um, that I use, I think it's at the end of emails I sent out. It says, always remember, while you may get caught up with your life and move on, I am stuck in my grief. Wow. And... I don't know if I mean I want to stuck in terms of staying there, but there's always a remembrance that brings back that he's gone, mm. which then, and as a result, brings up those feelings mm. attached to grief. Yeah. Which may be crying, which may be screaming, which may be wanting to punch a hole in the wall. Mm. Um, just being angry. Yeah. And I don't know if those are feelings you ever get rid of, but I, my understanding is that they lessen over time. Now, at one point, when I would, because Evan was an athlete, he played football. He's played sports since he was about four years old. Mm-hmm. And he always loved Gatorade. And not too long after he passed, and I happened to be in the supermarket shopping, and I walked up on the Gatorades in the aisle, mm-hmm. and I just started crying. I was ready to run out the store screaming. Mm. And it's it's like life. It's just a process. It's Unfortunately, you have to go through in order to get to the other side. Wow. And everybody arrives, you know, at that other side or at that place at different times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dependent on your your spiritual well-being, mm-hmm. your spiritual growth. I think that's also dependent on your support system, mm-hmm. whether it be a, a husband, a spouse, or some a mate. Um, if you have other children, to maybe help fill the void. Mm-hmm. In my chance, I really don't have any other biological children. Right. Except I have you, Corinda, which I consider my ch- child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't birth you. Right, right. Or nor your brother. Right. But um, it's, yeah. it's, it's an experience. Wow. <laughs> it's definitely an experience. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm speechless, but I'm, I'm, and overwhelmed at the same time because I, I just know that the, what you're saying is really, blessing somebody and helping someone to take aim. Um, and everyone can't talk from that space. Um, and so I, am just, I'm just glad that, that you're at the table and you're talking about it and, um, you're helping someone else get through it as a mother. Oh, I love that mom. A love it. So mom, a what advice or what words of advice or encouragement would you give to a mom who has lost a child? Well, that's I kind of alluded to that. Don't fight the feelings. Mm-hmm. You've got to go with the way you feel. Masking your feelings doesn't make the situation any easier. In fact, it'll make it worse and could make you sick. Wow. So, um, grief is a roller coaster ride. 
you know, it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense to the person who's grieving as well as it, we grievers going through stuff. We make no sense to anybody else either. So mm-hmm. nobody makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> right. But <laughs> it's just a, a ball of mess. Oh my gosh. But, um, uh, suggest that the person would seek Christian counseling or a counselor through a, um, a trustworthy source. Mm-hmm. But um, that um, and the counseling really helps out. Now it's real interesting that we get on that level. Um, we'll talk about that. Our counselor, mm-hmm. your dad, and, and my counselor was my son's marital counselor. Wow. Which is really interesting. Yeah. So life is all about relationships. So it's sort of like an extension of Evan by linking up with his his marriage counselor as our grief counselor. Mm. And we've become like a family. Yeah. And we have a great time together. It's more of a fellowship than it is counseling service. Wow. And that's how I see counseling should be. It should should be something positive, something that helps you move from from um, fight to flight. Yes. And I would like to thank um, Dr. Dwayne Thomas just for his his insight and for just just being a wonderful Christian counselor mm-hmm. to um, help us along this this um <laughs> new journey in life which I really wouldn't really want to wish on anybody yeah. to lose a child yeah and and, and I, I go, go ahead. ahead I'm sorry no go ahead my man go ahead what were you gonna say I was gonna say uh, briefly that I was formerly airport spokesperson and I lost my left leg above the knee in an accident when I was hit by a stolen car I had traumatic brain injury um issues with memory and I had to literally as an adult relearn everything yeah but it's all about your support system that makes the difference in anything you go through in life yeah that that is so true and um two things I want to share one one is um I, I I have heard you and and dad talk about uh, your counselor and how, and I was so happy to meet him at the gala, um, and such a beautiful spirit. And, um, I definitely want to, um, for those that might be listening in the Maryland area and maybe you're going through, um, losing a child and you need, you need that counseling, you need that support system, and maybe you currently don't have it. Um, Mame, I'm going to have you share his information um, at the end before we close out uh, so that if someone may want to contact him or reach out to him, um, that he could possibly make his services available. I hope he doesn't mind us doing that. Oh, I already checked with him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, the the second thing, you know, I, I can just vividly remember was how proud Evan was um, to see you dance again. Um, one thing that our listeners may not know about you is that um, you you are you are a dancer, and um, when you were dancing before the accident happened, um, oh my gosh, your gifting and dancing is it's just incredible. And so um, I knew, you know, we all knew um, that that given given the what you were going through, the challenges and with uh, the prosthesis, uh, but you were determined to dance again and you did. And um, it was amazing. And Evan was like, he was just 
so, so proud of you. I, he was so happy to share that moment, but you did, you danced again and it was phenomenal. Thank you, Brenda. I just believe it was God, and I just, as part of Evan's spiritual journey to become the spiritual giant that he was, I just believe I was a part of the process God needed to show him that um, that his spirit is real and just what faith and belief in God can do. Yeah. And it was from that platform that Evan talked and lived. Uh, guess we might as well say preach to everybody mm-hmm. all his friends and he was always out <laughs> just talking yes talking about everything yes he was that bro- listen my brother was a preacher a professor a teacher an intellect an author he was it he was i'm telling you the and nobody escaped nobody <laughs> escaped even you and i got some of those sermonettes and lesson Ooh. plans yeah. and- <laughs> oh i've got many i have received many let me tell you <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mame, what what is your favorite Bible scripture or a scripture that you go to or lean upon um, when you're going through tough times? I guess it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, because you really can't do anything on your own. Mm -hmm. You can't do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You need some type of support or help. And in addition to God putting people in your space to assist you along, there's also the spiritual piece, which is very important, especially in this time to make it through whatever you're going through. There are people who've lost jobs, who've lost probably as a result of this coronavirus has lost their homes. Mm -hmm. They've lost family members. It's a lot going on. It is. You need something that you can rely on that's not going to waver, that's not going to change, that's going to be secure and stable. Absolutely. The other part of that is is sustaining your faith in the midst of the crisis. Mm. That's the biggest challenge. Mm. Wow. The biggest test. The biggest test. Because, yes, I would say that Evan's death has been, it was a bigger challenge than me losing my left leg above the knee and becoming an amputee and having traumatic brain injury. Mm. It is the this has been the biggest faith challenge I've ever had to deal with. Wow. It, it has not been an easy test. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Wow. Well, Mame, as we kind of close our our time at the table, um, I think one great thing is, you know, for you, for me, for dad, um, Kendrick, um, his friends, any of us, is to to continue to keep his legacy alive um, and continue to also do the things in which um, he would have wanted us to do and accomplish. And that's one of the reasons why I am determined, if it takes everything in me, I'm determined to get through this master's program because that was one of the, the things and conversations that Evan and I had. And he always wanted me to do that and go back to school and further my education. And a big part, a big, big, big part of me um, doing that um, is is because of him and because I know that we had that conversation that was such a desire and that gives me the push to continue um, and, and not give up. So my question to you is, uh, what things are you currently doing to keep Evan's legacy alive? Well, the biggest thing that your dad and I are doing is his VOM scholarship fund. 
Um, Evan was an educator at Towson, um, admissions counselor at Towson State University before he started his uh, 501c3 nonprofit, mm-hmm. the Village on the Move, um, the VOM.org. Yes. And he believed that everybody should go to college, nobody should be exempt, and it literally should cost them almost nothing, mm-hmm. if not nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And through his, his uh, foundation, his goal is to raise money for students, in particular any inner city or disadvantaged students, to have the way to go to school for free. So they won't have the worries mm-hmm. of trying to find the money to stay in school or buy books or, you know, be away from family and, you know, and not have the things they need. And I guess our, our mission, our goal is to keep that going forward. Absolutely. And that's definitely also a mission of mine. Um, and listeners, <laughs> I'm telling you, that was the heartbeat of my brother uh, to to continue VOM. Um, he was going into schools. He was talking about the programs. He was talking to those students, those young guys um, who needed that direction, that support system. Um, and it is amazing. The passion that he had was amazing. And so we are keeping that going. So if you're listening and you want to support the efforts um, that we are going to continue for Evan's legacy, please go to the website, uh, www.thevom.org, www.thevom.org. Make a donation, a contribution. It doesn't matter what size it is. Uh, the fact that you are really planting in great, great fertile ground um, because we are uh, awarding scholarships. Uh, we were able to, the um, organization awarded uh, a scholarship uh, this past, was it December, Mame, or January at the gala? It was January. January. And um, it's amazing. And we want to see it grow. Uh, Mom A, her heart and desire, my dad's heart and desire is to see it grow tremendously. So please make sure to go to www.thevom.org and make your contribution. I'm, I am I am, I am, am challenging you to, to do that. If you want to take aim, make a contribution into the legacy uh, of, of Evan's heartbeat. Absolutely. Wow, Mame. So Mame, I know you mentioned the counseling services that you and dad um, are receiving. And um, so tell us more about about um, your count, the counseling services and how someone can contact him. Sure. Dr. Dwayne Thomas is, Dwayne is D-U-A-N-E, Thomas, traditional spelling. His office number is 410-747-1265. That's 410-747-1265. Or his email address, and I'll say it out and then I'll spell it, Dr. Dwayne Thomas at gmail.com. And that is spelled D-R dot D-U-A-N-E dot Thomas at gmail.com. Once again, that's D-R dot D-U-A-N-E dot Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S at gmail.com. 
Thank you, my May. And a big, big, big shout out to Dr. Dwayne Thomas um, here from the Take Aim podcast, here from the Take Aim table. Uh, I personally just... Uh, I'm hugging you through the podcast. Thank you so much for your gift. Thank you so much uh, for loving on my parents and um, walking them through this thing one step at a time. Absolutely. So, Mame, last week <laughs> when I had my mom on the podcast, I, I got so excited about doing the the uh, mother's celebration for the month of May. I forgot yes. to ask the question. And anytime anyone comes to the table, I ask two questions. One, who do you love and are you for sure? And what you are grateful for. So I had to go back and make that thing right. So I did go back. And before I get your response, I did speak to uh, my mom listeners and, uh, you probably will not be surprised, but she said she absolutely loves the Lord and she is absolutely for sure. And she is grateful for good health. So amen to that. Now, mom, a, who do you love and are you for sure? That's a tough question, Corinda. <laughs> Cause you're trying to get me in trouble. I'm in trouble on the earthly side, on the spiritual side. Do you just, really trying to get me in trouble. I love love daddy. I love Corinna and Ken. And I guess I'll leave the I loves you and family, of course. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was another question I was supposed to answer. Yes. One more. One more for our listeners. And what are you grateful for, Mame? That's a tough one. You know, I'm I'm grateful that God chose me to be Evan's mom, mm-hmm. to be a spiritual example and role model for him to follow, mm-hmm. and that He also chose your dad to help in nurturing and raising your brother to be the spiritual giant that he became so that he could reach out and touch the the lives of others absolutely oh my gosh absolutely i'm hugging you i'm hugging you through this podcast (laughs) mommy wow what oh my gosh what a beautiful time and space that we had at the table tonight and um again i love you i honor you. I am so, so glad that you are in my life as a mom, as a support system, as an encourager. Um, just, I'm, I am just so, so grateful for our relationship and it has been and continues to be such a beautiful journey. So mommy, thank you again for coming to the table. Thank you, Corinda, for allowing me to be seated at the table. (laughs) And do know you are welcome to come to the table anytime you please. And listeners, I hope that even if it was one thing that was said, many, many things were said. So, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to limit it to one thing, but for the multiple things that were said tonight. I know that it has really transformed your life. I know that it has uh, brought uh, some comfort to you. I really feel that, that there has been a level of comfort to you tonight. And maybe you're listening to the podcast and you're saying, well, I have not experienced that situation of being a mother and having to bury a child or lose a child. But maybe you know someone who has. You know what I want you to do? I want you to share this podcast with them. 
Don't be selfish. Don't say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow because you'll forget. Do it tonight. Share the podcast with them. Send encouragement to them and tell them to listen. And be sure, you know, I always give uh, tangible ways in which you can take aim. So how can you take aim? You can take aim by one, um, doing as what Mame suggested. Be sure to have a support system. Get counseling if you need it. Uh, She gave information for Dr. Dwayne Thomas. So contact him, reach out to him. Even if you're not in the Maryland area, maybe he can recommend someone in the area in which you live. That's what it's about, about relationships, all right? And also be sure to continue uh, living the legacy of your child. As Mame stated at the table, she's doing that by continuing the VOM, Village on the Move, um, helping in the scholarship fund, and um, being that voice for Evan. So again, if, if you want to be a part of that, and I want you to, be sure to go to www.thevom. Uh, .org, the vom.org. All right. Couple of announcements I just want to make before we close out tonight. Be sure to set your calendars for May the 23rd. It is going to be our first coffee and chat with your number one change agents. And we're going to talk about when bravery meets destiny. Mm. Hmm. It's going to be good. Seats are limited. And I'm telling you, there are only a couple of seats left. So you need to register. Go to our site at corindadion.com. Click on events and you can register right there on the website. Also, mark your calendars for June 5th and 6th. Um, I will be a speaker for the Intentionality Conference. It will be a virtual conference. I'm excited about that. So be sure I will post more information on social media and the website so you can be a part of that. And last but not least, Mom A, I'm turning 40. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) Oh, you can't stay young. <laughs> it's, stay little, stay young, right? It's coming, it's coming. And so I am preparing to have a 40th birthday bash with my best friend, uh, Janique Burrell. We were planning to be in Jamaica, but that's okay. We're going to bring Jamaica to the podcast. We're going to bring Jamaica to the take game table. So be on the lookout for more information uh, with that. As always, listeners, I tell you, making lemonade is a choice, sir, ma'am. Making lemonade is a choice, but I dare you. I double dare you to take aim. This has been your girl, Corinda Dion, your number one change agent. And until next time, live life on the promise of impact. You've been listening to the Take Aim Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or visit our website at corendadion.com. Until next time, live life on the promise of impact.